This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello chickens, welcome to a brand new season of Adam Richard Has a Theory. Chickens, it's the fabulous Adam Richard, uh, and this is season four. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Uh, if you're wondering how this is season four, season one, we talked about the first Jodie Whittaker season. Season two uh, was all about the latest Jodie Whittaker season, so season 12 of the new series. And now we're into season four. I know, you're thinking I'm skipped one. No. Season three is the Star Trek Picard episodes that are bonus episodes. Uh, and they're very grown up, so don't listen to those unless you are mature or, you know, of an age while still immature. <laughs> this, they swear a lot in things in that one. Um, not me. I try not to. Uh, so we're watching season 23 of the classic series of Doctor Who, uh, starring Colin Baker as the Doctor. His companion is Perry. Uh, Perpa Gilliam Brown, played by Nicola Bryant. Uh, she's in her third season uh, as, as this character and for the first time is allowed to wear decent clothes. Like, the poor thing. She, um, A, she's not actually American, um, <laughs> but she's doing an American accent. Uh, B, when she started in the show, she was wearing a bikini. Her first episode, she's wearing a bikini, carrying her clothes in a plastic bag. Um, then she spent the next year wearing a, a selection of leotards with shorts over the top. Like, it was, a, you know, obviously designed to get uh, people excited about something. Uh, anyway, now she gets to wear jackets and pants and not quite sensible shoes. Um, so this episode starts with uh, an amazing 
effects shot where a ca- like it's like motion control camera wheeling around a space station as the TARDIS gets sucked in uh, and the Doctor is compelled to go to a trial um, where he's confronted by the Inquisitor, uh, who's like the judge, really. Uh, it's and They're all Time Lords. There's a whole bunch of Time Lord jury behind her. Um, the Inquisitor, by the way, is played by a woman called Linda Bellingham, who... Uh, <laughs> my friend Peter said, oh, all I can think of is her gravy-stained fingers. She used to be in a series of commercials in the UK for gravy. Uh, I've never seen them, so I don't have that, <laughs> that association. Then there's the Valiard, who uh, is the, I guess, prosecutor. He's very angry. Michael Jaston, who plays the Valiard, I, I have a very strange association with. He was in the original Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, the John le Carre adaptation with uh, Alec Guinness. Um, and he is the person that they called in to read most of John le Carre's books. And I've been going through the le Carre's and uh, he reads them to me when I'm going for a walk. Um, so yes, Michael Jason. He's got a gorgeous mellifluous voice. I do love it. Uh, so... The the trial starts, and you know the trial's kind of a meta thing because the Doctor Who had been off air for eighteen months. Uh, essentially, they tried to cancel it. Um, they, you know, the boss of the BBC hated it, said it was a waste of money. So, you know, Doctor Who was skating on thin ice at this point. Uh, so, you know, the producer at the time was like, "Well, we'll make the show into a trial." Um, and the trial bits are, you know, gorgeously written because it's written by Robert Holmes, who's one of the best Doctor Who writers. But he was very old and uh, getting... He was quite unwell towards uh, the end. I think he, he may have even passed away before this series finished. Um, so, you know, it's not his best work, but he's having a red hot go and everyone has some sparkling dialogue in the trial. But it kind of interrupts the flow of the rest of the episode, which is annoying. Uh, the episode, by the way, we're seeing as if we're we're at the trial watching this as evidence. Uh, it's epistopic interfaces of the spectrum, <laughs> which is what the value calls it. I wrote that down because you know how bad I am remembering things. Um, so the Doctor and Perry turn up uh, in on a planet called Ravalox, uh, which is meant to have been destroyed by fire, but now it seems to be fine. In fact, it's raining a lot. Um, and the they go into like this underground area. Uh, they discover that it's actually Marble Arch Station. So they're in London, miles in the future. Perry gets quite upset about it, and the Doctor has a really beautiful speech about impermanence and how things just don't last and it's two million years later and she can't really expect the earth to still be going but you know Perry she becomes emotional um, and she tromps out in her not sensible shoes uh, <laughs> and the doctor goes through a hermetically sealed door no longer sealed once he's gone through it obviously um, and then finds this kind of shiny underground world he meets Balazar who has read every book that exists in the archive. There's only three of them. There's Moby Dick, <laughs> there's the Water Babies, and the UK habitats of the Canadian goose. Oh, by the way, I saw Canadian geese when I was in New Zealand. They're very cute. Canadian geese, they get around. Uh- <laughs> oh, Perry gets... As she decides she's not going to go into the hermetically sealed area, she 
cracks it and goes, nah, I'm leaving, and then gets captured by mask-wearing individuals uh, with, I think, spears. And she gives a good old-fashioned Doctor Who companion squeal. She's very good at the squeal, Perry. I really, really do appreciate that, uh, which is something I've always loved. Like As a kid watching Doctor Who, you just want the companion to have a good old shriek because they were expressing how you felt. Um, also, this episode, we meet Dibba and Glitz, who are a classic Robert Holmes double act. Uh, <laughs> although riffing a little too hard on the... Um, con men from the last time that the Doctor Who did a, a long overarching story, which was uh, the Key to Time series. And the first four episodes of that were also written by Robert Holmes and had uh, a couple of con men who have the same kind of disregard for human life uh, and whimsical, whimsical turns of phrase as Dibber and Glitz have. I remember thinking Dibber was quite hot when I was a teenager. Um, I think I would have been 15 when this came out. Uh, and I went to see it at the Doctor Who Club of Victoria. They had uh, they used to have these meetings in a boat shed down by the Yarra. So you'd go and sit in this boat shed and watch Doctor Who and all hang out and not talk to each other. Um, I was very shy. I know this is going to sound weird from someone who talks incessantly on their own on a podcast all the time uh, and did stand-up for 22 years and has been on television. But I am, can sometimes be cripplingly shy. Like, all this uh, this mad performance and being a, a loud, shouty individual is overcompensation. Like, I went to a thing the other night, um, like a Australian Writers Guild night, and I went back into that place. I was, like, totally felt like weird and shy and out of my depth and it's yeah it's it's weird so anyway 15 year old me watched this for the first time uh and thought dibber was a bit of all right uh, <laughs> even though he has these they both have dibber and glitz have ridiculous sideburns uh <laughs> it looked like so when i was younger i thought oh that's cool that's that's interesting you know i was just learning to shave uh i was like maybe i could grow my sideburns like that um and now as an adult watching it on blu-ray i realize it's a bunch of theatrical mustaches that have been stuck on the side of the head <laughs> just, it's just glued on with spirit gum <laughs> um but yeah so their plan is to they're going to steal something from somewhere uh, it's not really clear where, um, somewhere underground, uh, and they want to blow up a pole that the, I think they called it a blacklight converter. They want to blow up this pole that the, there's this, there's what looks like some sort of, you know, post-apocalyptic Mad Max Celtic bunch of lalas that are hanging around. <laughs> they worship it as a totem. Um, and they eventually meet Joan Sims from the Carry On movies. You know, she was always Sid James's either girlfriend or long-suffering wife um, in the Carry On movies. She is the leader of this bunch of ragtag, Mad Maxian, <laughs> Celtic warrior people uh, that are living in what it looks like some sort of recreation of a, you know, a village. It probably is an old village that's there. It's like a... <laughs> One of those, it's like village world, you can go to it. Uh, anyway, so that's everything that happens in this episode. Um, 
I didn't like the cliffhanger. I'm not I like I liked the cliffhanger with the rocks being thrown at the doctor's head. That was exciting, but then we get like a double cliffhanger where the in the courtroom the Valyard's like, "Well, we started as an inquiry, now let's make it a trial and the doctor can forfeit his life." And I'm like, oh, "Yeah." I mean, you know, you know I love a court case. I love the good wife, but this isn't really the good wife, is it? All right, I'm going to watch the next episode and then I'll be back with you tomorrow. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.